Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. In the next hour, Dr. Pat showcases some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Get ready to live life full out. Here's your host, Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. And I want to thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. Uh, many of you have asked us uh, how we can... Uh, uh, how you can connect with us. And let me just give you a couple of ways, especially even during the show. Uh, what you can do is you can go to drpatlive.com uh, or the drpatshow.com. It'll get you to the same place. And on the right-hand side, you can ask us a question. There's a place there. All you need to do is just type in your information, type in your question, and there it is. And so we have got that opportunity for you. You can also do the same thing at TransformationTalkRadio.com. Uh, or we'll give the call-in number later on during the show. A great show for everybody today. I got lots of questions, lots of questions. Um, I had the pleasure of reading a, a fascinating book, and I've got an amazing series of questions. Uh, Stephen Petros joining us here today. He is the author of The Complete Gay and Lesbian Manners, uh, a, The Definitive Guide to LGBT Life. So today, we're going to talk about everything from coming out uh, to going inside to figuring out when to invite your new partner to an event that your ex-partner is out and much more. There is so much that, uh, that Stephen has covered in this book. It is informative and it is ex- just absolutely fun. I'm so glad he can join me here today uh, as somebody that has been part of educating and informing all of us about something that very few people actually talk about, gay and lesbian manners. And so today you're going to have an opportunity to ask questions through our instant feedback message or call into the show, and you'll hear about that in a minute. Uh, and I, all, I already have questions to fire away at Stephen from people that knew this this show was coming. But just a little information that you might want to know about him. You know, he is um, somebody that has been prominent in, in the national lesbian and gay movement. He's a former president of the National Lesbian and Gay Journalists Association. His previous books include Dancing Against the Darkness, When Someone You Know Has AIDS. And for many of us, that is just about... Uh, um, it used to be a, a possibility. It is a probability. Uh, the Essential Book of Gay Matters and Etiquette and The Lost Hamptons. But joining me here today, you know, he is someone that has wrote many, new, many articles, has been out in the world, has been able to see what it means to have confidence and self-esteem, uh, regardless of what age you are, what time in your life you come out, and much more. He's joining us here today so that we can talk about manners. Stephen, thank you so much. It's great to have you on the show. Oh, I'm so pleased to be with you today. Thank you. Okay. So, uh, you know, when we look at a book like this, right, Complete Gay and Lesbian Manners, right? This is an incredible guide, right? Mm-hmm. Many people would think, right, this is going to come out. It's going to be like 120 pages, and, you know, we're going to have sort of this list of things. But you take us on a very different journey in this book, and it is so comprehensive. Uh, did you leave anything out? 
<laughs> well, for, if you've seen the book, you know that it's a 400-page tome. But um, <laughs> And I think a lot of times when people think about manners, they think that it's going to be about monograms and, you know, where to uh, put your fish fork. But really, this is this is a t- completely different kind of book, and you know, part of it is for um, for gay people who are facing all these new situations in the 21st century, and things like you know coming out and coming out in various scenarios, sometimes to um, accepting parents, sometimes to those who don't, sometimes um, coming out to your kids as an as an adult. Um, you know, then they're. Um, now they're in New York and elsewhere, all these same-sex weddings and partnership ceremonies happening. And, um, you know, there's so much to, um, to try to figure out in, in, in making those ceremonies joyful and respectful and, and individual. And, and then, um, you know, then for LGBT people also, how to deal with um, anti-gay slurs. So there's, that's kind of the, the, you know, the big picture that I talk about in terms of manners, which is really about, you know, how we relate to each other. And, mm-hmm. and the other half of the book is for our straight friends. And, you know, they're getting invited to our weddings. They have coworkers uh, who are coming out in the office. They are meeting families with two moms and two dads that have kids, and they're completely confused also. And there really isn't a guidebook um, until now to, um, to go to to sort of understand what's the right, respectful way to handle these situations. So that's, that's why I wrote the book. I love that you wrote the book, and it is. Uh, and I said it is fun, but it is very informative. Um, and there are a lot of things in here that m- many people, or many m- many of us, don't even think about, really, Stephen. I mean, but yet we're faced with them every day. And and I ask you a question, you know, before we were coming on. Um, the show because some people think this question is very unique to the gay and lesbian community. Other people think that this is a question that happens across gay and lesbian communities, heterosexual communities and alike. And it is this idea of how we build community and how close we are as a group, for example. And so I ask you the question, uh, we were having this little debate over the weekend about this from your book, and we said, you know, when is it the right time to introduce your new partner to your group of friends uh, of which your former partner is part of? And I don't know, is that a question that is more directed towards the gay and lesbian community or, or is that a general question? Do you think that situation shows up more in the gay and lesbi- lesbian community? Well, I think that's a really, I think it's a really interesting question in, in a variety of ways. And uh, let me let me sort of back around into it since um, sure. we have a little bit of time here. But the second chapter in the book, after the coming out chapter and how to do that, is about making friends um, and maintaining our friendships in the um, LGBT community and. The reason that chapter is actually so important and, and really was important to me is because of really the importance of um, our friendships you know, in the gay and lesbian world. And, you know, I love what um, Armistead Maupin wrote, you know, years ago about families. And he said, you know, there are two kind of families. There are, the, um, there are biologicals, and those are the folks that we're related to by blood. And then there are logicals, who are those that we choose, you know, to be friends with and you know, for many in the gay community, our logical families, which are our friends generally, you know, they're, they are so crucial in supporting us and, you know, and staying with us over time. So, so you know, that's just to make the point that I think sometimes, you know, uh, friendship networks are, you know, more important, um, you know, 
two gay folks. And so um, then when you get to the question that you're asking about, you know, I've seen that situation a number of times. And because there's often this propensity to stay linked and to stay, you know, in the same sort of web of friends, even after you break up with someone, um, uh, you know, it gets, it can get very tricky. And, um, you know, it can be, it can be painful. And I, you know, I know friends in, in the Bay Area, San Francisco Bay Area. And, you know, it's a wide lesbian network. And, you know, for decades they've been friends and they've dated this way and that way. And, um, there are definitely feelings to be, you know, to not tread on. So, um, you know, as to precisely when to do this, you know, I think you want to always try to be respectful of, you know, uh, your ex's feelings, but it's more important to be respectful of your new partner's feelings and, and integrating, you know, him or her, you know, into your social environment, you know, really as soon as, as soon as it makes sense for the two of you. Yeah, you probably, you, you probably don't want to bring your new, you know, your new love interest to your, your, uh, ex's birthday party. I mean, that may be, you know, something that y- you might not want to do, right? If it's, it's very close. Right. And, uh, I'm thinking, of, <laughs> I'm thinking of a situation, you know, where actually, um, two friends of mine, two lesbians, they broke up and then person A, um, met someone new and actually got engaged and is planning to get married and had, had, had invited her ex to the, to the engagement party. And, um, but then the new partner, the fiance, really didn't like that. And so person B got disinvited at the last minute, which was not yeah. good. So, you know, tricky feelings and, you know, go slowly, I, I'd say. Well, let's take everybody on a journey because that's what you actually do in, in the book. I mean, the journey that, uh, that I love is, uh, how you weave us through uh, friendships, how you weave us through being gay in the workplace, how you weave us through, you know, what's going now on now in our society in terms of gay marriage, uh, gay partnership, all the language around this. And yet, even in the, the, the people that I know, uh, you know, I live in Seattle, even mm-hmm. the people that I know, <clears throat> heterosexual otherwise, they don't know what to call each other. And and heterosexual friends don't know what to call them. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. if you have a commitment ceremony, are you married? Is it your partner? Is it your spouse? Um, I have a friend that says, "My lovely wife." And so <laughs> you could see what what well, folks I'll, I'll, might be wondering. I'll tell you, Pat. That's actually the number one question I've gotten while I've been on book tour. It's been it's been really fascinating to see the befuddlement around that, and you know, in. It's in part because there is no sort of uniform way for uh, gay and lesbian couples to refer to each other, and in part that's because there's no uniform legal basis. You know, in this country, we have six states now that uh, where same-sex marriage is legal, and we have 44 states where uh, there may be domestic partnerships or civil unions or nothing. So um, you're right. You know, gay men will refer to each other as partner, lover, life partner, husband, boyfriend, and you know the straight people that I know. They want to. They want to do the right thing, and so they really want to know. You know what's the answer? And uh, so I say, you know, the best thing to do is to listen. You know, to listen to how a couple speaks about each other. And um, I'll just tell you a little story that when my um, partner and I moved to Chapel Hill from San Francisco about five years ago, we had a lot of new neighbors, and they knew, you know, that we were affiliated. You know, in some way, we had bought a house, and uh, you know, we had two dogs together. But they didn't know how to refer to us. And so in the very beginning, 
these very nice, well-intentioned people would, you know, say to me and start to, you know, start to stumble and stammer and, you know, how is your, how is your roommate? And then it was sort of, how is your friend? And, but over time they heard Jim and me referring to each other as partner and they just kind of picked it up and now they, you know, they know, they know that phrase. And similarly, we have some lesbian friends down the street and they got married in Massachusetts um, several years ago and they have always referred to each other as wife and wife and, you know, and our well-intentioned neighbors pick up, uh, you know, picked up that and, you know, use that language too. So, you know, unfortunately there's not one, you know, one size, one word fits all type of situation, but it's really important to listen. And this is actually a really good example also of when it's fine to ask a question. You know, how would you like me to introduce the two of you? That's a great, respectful question. And hopefully the two people in the partnership will have the same answer for you. Wow. Yeah, I love that answer because that I think is what's, you know, what people are finding out, uh, in, you know, in the community more and more. We have a great show, everybody. Stephen Petro is joining us here today. Complete Gay and Lesbian Manners Guide, the definitive guide to LGBT life. When we come back, we're going to be talking about coming out and what are the challenges for our young people? You know, have things changed or Better yet, let me say, how have things changed in the past 10 years? What are some of the support systems? What should we know? And that dreaded online dating service. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. What if your best friend could take a peek into the future? Psychic, author, and cosmic coach Dougal Fraser is that friend. He's the queer guy with a third eye. From gossip to gurus, meditation to martinis, the Dougal Fraser Show is a call-in advice show that provides insights and information on creating your best life. Every Tuesday at 10, he'll take calls and talk about love, money, sex, pop culture, and give free advice. No topic is off limits. It's the Dougal Fraser Show. Are you feeling stuck in a dead-end job, an unhappy relationship, or struggling with your health? Would you like to thrive in all areas of your life? Trisha Moore can help you find the answers you're looking for. A gifted, intuitive consultant, Trisha will help you find your passion and gain confidence to move ahead at record speed. Schedule a free 15-minute consultation. Call 206-618-8601 and visit TrishaMoore.com. Move into action, one intuitive step at a time. Zeo 88 Zeolite, the natural and effective way to detox radiation, heavy metals, toxins, and pollutants from your body. High levels from Japan have reached the U.S. Remove these contaminants easily and safely by using Zeo 88 Zeolite pure powder form. Order now and receive a free month supply with every order. Call 888-402-6779. That's 888-402-6779. Or visit zeoking.com. Dr. Cindy Schreiber cares about what you think of yourself. Dr. Cindy has helped thousands safely lose weight and will be leading a weight loss retreat in Costa Rica this July 16th. You will gently detox, eat clean, and finally stop emotional eating, utilizing Ayurvedic products for maximum health. It's possible to relax and release old behaviors and finally get that body you deserve. In this five-star paradise setting, contact yourtransformations.com or call 916-580-8799. TransformationTalkRadio.com Oh, 
TransformationTalkRadio.com, transforming the world one listener at a time. We all want deeper, more intimate relationships. But how do we create successful relationships and maintain strong connections? Peter King has some real answers. Author of The Monogamy Challenge, Creating and Keeping Intimacy, Peter is one of the original breath workers and relationship trainers with over 30 years experience. Breathe, relax, or create intimacy and keep it thriving. Visit PeterKane.org or contact Peter Kane at 425-802-2050. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or a comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program, here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone, and we are taking your calls during the show, so please feel free to call in and also, um, boy, I'm getting some instant feedback questions that are coming in here, and they're really great. So thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. Stephen Petro is joining us here today. Um, Stephen, before we go on, let's give out a website for folks so they can find out more about you, more about the book. Sure. Um, I can be found on the web at gaymanners.com and at facebook.com slash gaymanners. And you can follow me on Twitter at gaymanners, too. So gaymanners 24-7. And uh, I love getting personal questions and answering them on the website. So um, feel free to write me. Oh, I love it. Um, I want to just start out with this question, which is, and, and this is regarding your book, um, because you capture so much in this. What do you see? Have, uh, what have you seen or what have you discovered um, about the kinds of things that have changed pretty significantly in the past 10 years, you know, and how they affect, you know, what you're calling uh, gay and lesbian manners? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's another great question. You mentioned at the, at the top of the program I had done this book, and it was actually about 15 years ago, called The Essential Book of Gay Manners and Etiquette. And, it was a small kind of um, uh, very um, fun little book for for gay men. But um, you know, what I when I thought back on that book, it's 15 years ago, but it's almost like it's 1500 years ago because 1995. Think about it. That was really before that was before Ellen had even come out. That was before there was significant online dating. Um, don't ask, don't tell hadn't even started, and right. there, hadn't, there hadn't even been uh, one legal same-sex wedding in in this country then. So, you know, kind of fast forward to 2010, 2011, and you know, the world is a is a different place. You know, by and large, it is a better place for for gays and lesbians, but you know, there's still some you know some real significant challenges in terms of inequality and um, and anti-gay violence and, and abuse that, um, you know, that really detract from the overall, you know, the overall landscape. Well, and, and let's talk about our young people. Uh, and you're absolutely right. Uh, and maybe the question should have been five years ago because things have changed so drastically, I think, in 10 years, period, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in the workplace, in the military. I mean, you name it. Um, but also, I, I'm so struck by 
you know, our young community. Someone said, made a comment the other day, um, uh, you know, I, we were talking on air, and they said, oh, you know, it's become really fashionable to be gay. And I just thought that has to come from a heterosexual person, um, although it sounded like a true statement, but it was kind of said that in a way, uh, Stephen, where, oh, because it's fashionable, there isn't any struggle along that goes along with that. And I want to really address this issue, um, and especially from your book. Mm-hmm. There are challenges now, just as there were five years ago. And if it has become, quote, fashionable, has that made it any more difficult for the gay and lesbian population, or has it made it easier? Well, that's a really curious statement that it's become fashionable. Cause it, well, I thought it was too. <laughs> that almost really, that almost implies that it's a choice, you know, and, you know, one can choose an accessory, and, you know, today's accessory of choice is being gay. So that sounds to me wrong. Um, you know, certainly there are more and more people and more and more young people who are choosing to be out, um, but um, it's not because they're choosing a sexual orientation. Uh, you know, as to the to the nut of the question, you know, by far, you know, for this generation of young people, it is easier to to be gay in in this society than it was 20 or you know 30 years ago. There's, there's no question about that. You know, um, you know, people in my generation, we came of age when the American Psychiatric Association still said that being gay was a mental disorder, and you know that that really you know had a it had a heavy impact on the culture, and you know, even newspapers like the New York Times, up until the mid-70s, referred to gay people as perverts in print. You know, so um, you know, certainly there's been a huge evolution of the legal structure and, and and our culture. But you know, that being said, there's still a huge number of people who struggle with their yeah. sexual orientation and their gender identity. And the whole gender identity question is really sort of a new one in in in, in our parlance these days, it wasn't really talked about nearly as much before. And, you know, they don't compare, you know, their coming out experience to anyone else's. They're in their own experience. And for many, it's still hard. And I've been on this book tour and I've had a number of young people say, you know, they've come out as teenagers or, or tweens even, you know, and their families have rejected them. They haven't had relationships with their, with their siblings or parents for, you know, for a long time. And, you know, it's very painful to hear, you know, these wonderful young people talk about getting that same kind of, um, you know, response as, as, as many others have. And, um, you know, part of what I talk about in the book is really, you know, the importance of feeling respect for yourself and, you know, and, and developing, developing self-esteem so that when you do start to tell, you know, your best friend or teacher or parent, that you feel good about who you are and that you have that support network in, in your friends and friendship friendships so that, uh, you know, the judgment or verdict that comes from others is not as powerful or as stinging as, as it might be if it is negative. And I also hope that, you know, those straight people who are hearing this will treat those who come out to them with respect mm-hmm. and realize that for especially for a young person to share this information there's a lot of trust involved and they are saying to you i want you to know more about me and that's those are both wonderful uh, attributes and to treat someone with respect doesn't mean you have to necessarily agree that being gay is you know the best thing since sliced bread or or whatever but um 
you know, it does meaning it does mean you know, value that person, value this conversation, and use it as an opportunity to explore and get to know each other, you know, in a deeper way. And um, you know, if there's one thread in the entire book. It is about respect in all of our relationships, and that uh, manners, really gay or straight, you know, are about you know self-respect and, and respecting others who are different from us. And isn't it also true, Stephen, um, to understand what that really means? Uh, you know, I, I, I have a question that's come into the show, uh, and, um, and let me just read it to you. Um, hi, Dr. Pat. Hi, hi, Stephen. Um, I am not gay, but, you know, I lost a gay friend of mine, the, you know, uh, several months ago because I unknowingly outed her. Mm-hmm. And, all I did, all I did was introduce my friend to my friends and pointed out that she was gay. <laughs> mm-hmm. all, uh, that's and, all, that's all that she did. <laughs> uh, and I, and I'm saying, you know what, honey, please don't beat yourself up. You are one of many, but let's talk about that, Stephen. Yes. So that's, a, that's a really important question. And, you know, if there is a rule about this and there is, it's don't, you know, don't out anybody. Um, and it sounds like this was a completely, um, you know, um, well-intentioned person who, yes. you know, made a faux pas of sorts. But um, but still, I think, you know, straight folks especially and also gay folks need to know this. You know, don't out your friends. Don't out your coworkers. You know, coming out is a personal decision at a time that you're ready, that you're trusting, that, um, and also when you know who you are. And, um, you know, just going back to some of the young people, many of them are what, what others have said are their post-label, which means, you know, they're not gay, they're not bi, you know, they're not straight, they just um, they have same-sex relationships um, or they have opposite-sex relationships, but they don't want to be known, known by a label. And so... It's hard to come out, actually, then, if you don't have um, something to come out, you know, and say. So, um, you know, I can see why this friendship was lost. You know, it's unfortunate, and, you know, I always encourage people who make, you know, who make mistakes, and believe me, I make mistakes, and I'm sure you've made mistakes, yeah. Dr. Pat. You know, we all make mistakes, and it's really important to apologize and say, I'm sorry. You know, yeah. and, you know, for many, that is, those are very difficult words to say, but, uh you know, I think that can go a long way, and you know, there's, you know, we all have learning. And I, I will say, um, you know, one of one of the mistakes that I made not that long ago was I had a lesbian friend, and we were we were friends, and she was completely out, and she had um, partner and kids. But then we were working together, and I actually didn't know that she was not out professionally, and I referred to her partner, and um, that was a mistake on my part. And um, she still talks to me after being angry with, with me, and you know, I really apologize, and I learned that lesson, you know. You know, everyone has their own level of outness, and let them be the decider of when they choose to be out. Yes, and I want to just say to you, Jill, um, get a copy of the Complete Gay and Lesbian Manners book that I have right in my hand here, because, uh, you know, the, there are so many things that are covered in there. And I love the idea, Stephen, of going back and apologizing, but also to go back and say, you know what, I am going to, your friendship means a lot to me, and I'm going to get more educated about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, it's also interesting because this question comes up a good bit, and I think a lot of straight people, when they, when they do something like this, you know, they're trying to, you know, they're trying to make a connection between people, but you would never say, oh, you know, this is my friend, you know, Mary, you know, 
she's a Jew or she's a Muslim or, you know, she's, you know, she's this or that. You know, you might talk about what they do for work, you know, where someone's from to make connections, but, you know, religion, sexual identity, they'll come in, in their own due time. Uh, yeah, you know, we are going to take a short break when we come back. Stephen Petro joining me here today. We're going to talk about, you know, what this journey is like, beginning with online dating right up to that thing that we are now hearing is a commitment ceremony or is it not? And what does all of that mean? And, you know, the question that comes up more often than not, and actually I just got it on instant feedback, is this. Are the kids really all right? Let's take a short break. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. Hey, Mary, I haven't seen you in so long. You look so different. What happened to your glasses? Did you have surgery? Whoa, I never noticed how blue your eyes are. No, I didn't have surgery, and I don't have to wear glasses anymore. I searched the Internet, and I found a website. It's called BetterEyesightNow.com. It is the best thing I have ever done. There's a program called Regaining Your Vision Naturally. And, oh, by the way, it helps reduce stress. You should check it out. And you might be able to get rid of your glasses. Go to BetterEyesightNow.com. Naturopathic doctor, founder of the Martha's Vineyard Holistic Retreat, and author of the New York Times bestseller, 21 Pounds in 21 Days, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce has helped tens of thousands of people, including celebrities and athletes, with her message of lifestyle change. Now, Dr. Ronnie DeLuce wants to help you. You, too, can be saved. Email Dr. Ronnie DeLuce at info at ronniedeluceonradio.com and visit mvholisticretreat.com. Dr. Ronnie DeLuce, your partner in wellness. The In Search of the Miraculous three-day workshop at the Omega Institute from July 29th to the 31st can change your life. Learn how to identify and erase your unconscious programs. Experience the quick and profound results of the revolutionary self-healing Dalian method. And fast-forward your healing journey into consciousness with direct individual guidance from Mata. To register for this life-changing workshop with Eliza Mata Dalian at the Omega Institute, visit the calendar of events at DalianMethod.com. Eight out of ten people suffer from chronic lower back pain. Are you one of them? Finally, a simple, inexpensive way you can stop the pain at home. It's called the Vacupractor. The Vacupractor's unique patented method uses vacuum pressure and leverage targeting only the lumbar region. You'll get guaranteed results or your money back. And it's far less than a trip to the doctor's office. Finally, a back pain treatment that works. For more information about the Vacupractor or to order yours, call 800-676-9320 or visit vacupractor.com. Hi, I'm Paul Bland. Did you know there is only one truly perfect food protein produced by nature? It can bring dramatic results to your health, your appearance, and overall performance. Introducing Action Whey. No other protein supplement on the market has been able to achieve the incredible health benefits of Action Whey while still achieving a taste that is better than a malt shop shake. Action Whey, for the way nature intended. Visit seaandearth.com. That's S-E-A and earth.com for more information. Do you know how to achieve wellness in all areas of your life? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack 
Signs of wellness are a capacity to love and ability to nurture, a sense of purpose, a good sense of humor and plenty of fun in your life, a concern for others and a respect for the environment, a conscious commitment to personal excellence, a sense of balance and integrated lifestyle, and capacity to cope with whatever life presents. Well people enjoy their lives and want them to last as long as possible. That's why the wellness mindset usually accompanies other constructive healthy lifestyle habits. By adopting a wellness mindset and behaviors like eating well, taking the right nutrition for the body, exercising, and saying affirmations are just a few things to structure a healthy system of values and beliefs. I will be your wellness coach to help you achieve a wellness lifestyle. Call us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile. If you have a question or comment, call us toll-free at 866-472-5788. Now back to the program. Here's Dr. Pat Basile. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. We're going to get all of your questions up here. Thank you all so much. Stephen Petro is joining me here today. Complete Gay and Lesbian Manners. It's a fabulous, fabulous book. It's a definitive guide to LGBT life. There's everything in here. Coming out, uh, sex, dating, on the job. What do you do in relationships? Tying the knot. What does that mean? How about the family? And we, we are so, so moving into a time right now where there are so, there are more questions than answers. And the book, your book, Stephen, is so timely, um, right now. Everything from online dating right through getting married. And, um, I wanted to ask you, you know, where are people, uh, really focusing? What seems to be, you know, the top three or five, let's just say, items on people's minds? What do they want, what do they want answers to mostly? I'll tell you, um, you know, we, we talked about, um, sort of one of the specific questions, which is what do you call the significant other of, yep. uh, you know, of a gay friend? But, um, there's really been a lot of interest in how to handle anti-gay slurs and even sort of the overuse of that phrase that's so gay you know which is which is used by a lot of young people now just to mean stupid or dumb and kind of just associates the word gay with that and um you know i really like to um you know tell the story about my dad who's he's now he's now over 80 and he was he worked at NYU in New York in a very liberal community. And about uh, ten or so years ago, one of his friends made an anti-gay joke in front of you know probably eight or nine other folks. And you know there was sort of that pall, that silence. You know nobody n- nobody really thought it was funny, but you know they didn't know what to do, and you don't want to make someone uncomfortable, even though someone had just made all of them uncomfortable. And my dad said, you know, I find that offensive, and that's all he said. And he didn't say, you know. I have a gay son and I have a gay daughter. He didn't bring us in. But he just said, that's not funny. And I think it's really important for all of us when we hear an anti-anything remark, gay, African-American, whatever, Muslim, that we speak up because those who are saying these, quote, jokes will take silence as agreement. And, um, you know, we're not agreeing. And what happens is then they kind of build on this and they get stronger. And that's how you... That's how you wind up with with bullying and, and and other things. So, you know, this is you know it's a touchy thing because it's difficult for for many of us to say that's not funny or you know that offends me. But you know, 
you'd be making everyone else who's heard this joke or this comment feel a lot more comfortable that that you did speak up on behalf of them. So that's been you know, that's been a really big big concern, and um, you know particularly with you know the bullying that's gone on you know, very publicly in the last year, and then the suicides. Oh yeah. Last fall, you know, because there are a number of studies that show that anti-gay language leads to anti-gay violence. There's direct correlation, and um, that's what's so scary. So um, better to speak up, you know, when it's words than something else. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, the other part of the conversation is, you know, really when we're looking at. Um, are, uh, uh, you know, just understanding how it feels to be on the receiving end of it. And, and it is, um, you know, when you look at other communities, they're really clear. They're, they're like, do not call me that, do not call me that, and do not call me that. And even in public or in the workplace, you know, there are some serious consequences. Not so much, uh, around what you're talking about. Uh, offensive slurs or, or language. You know, we hear it in rap songs. We hear it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. And, and it does, it does take its toll. So this is really an education process, right? It is. And, you know, it's not as though you need to, you know, humiliate someone or, you know, get angry. In fact, those are, those are really, um, not helpful. But, um, you know, we've seen it on the basketball court with Kobe Bryant using, you know, the word fag and, you know, and others. And, so those have become very um, important teachable moments because, you know, in that particular case, the NBA you know, wound up doing some public service announcements why language matters, why using that word is offensive, and um, you know, and Brian was was fined and apologized, and you know, I think you know people started to understand you know how hurtful that language is. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and this is really, you know, part of what you've, you're, you know, you're out on the road. You're talking about your book. Um, in the scheme of things, you know, we're fast forwarding now to the present time and so much has changed. For example, for all of us, the notion of online dating, for example, has really come to the forefront. Um, these days, it's really interesting to hear how many of my friends, whether they are gay or how do, it doesn't matter. Online, if you're not familiar with online dating, you better get familiar. Uh, tell me about this. You know, is this something that is working well in your opinion and what should we know about it? Well, you know, the book really covers, you know, online dating with the internet services, but also with the new downloadable apps. Um, Grinder and Boy Ahoy are two of the ones for um, gay folks. Scout with a K is um, one for straight folks, and you know those you put on your iPhone or your smartphone, and you can locate people, you know, you know, within a mile of you, and you know, and hook up, you know, practically in seconds. And um, so there's, you know, there's a lot of um, it's a lot of twists and a lot of um, you know things to worry about also when you're doing you know, doing this kind of kind of dating, and um, you know. Part of it starts with how do you present yourself, and you know I've had people ask me. A fellow came up in San Francisco and he said, "Well, how much can I lie, you know, in my in my profile?" <laughs> and, and I said, "Well, how much do you want to lie?" And he said, "Well, I'm 51, but I've been putting 38, and I get a lot of really good responses, but then I have a problem telling them how old I really am." And I'm like, "Yes, that's exactly the problem. You know, you don't want to you don't want to put things in your profile that." You're going to have to explain as 
soon as you meet somebody, you know, why you're shorter, why you're older, why you're heavier than, um, you know, than you've said. And so, you know, truth is a really good basis for a relationship, no matter what that kind of relationship is. And um, so, you know, that's number one. You know, number two is that, you know, these services have, to a large extent, um, they're taking the place of other venues for meeting people. And in some ways, they're really great because you can self-select the type of people that you might be interested in that might you know, have to do with, you know, with age or with looks or sometimes with HIV status. Sometimes people who are HIV positive only want to date those who are, um, are seropositive also or vice versa. And um, so you can, you can sort of take a number of steps before you actually meet someone that, to help find someone who you know, meets the criteria that, that you know, you've designated for yourself. Although I always like to say to people, you know, try to be open to things that you don't think you'll be you'll be attracted to. You know, there's a little bit of um, you know mystery in life that uh, that should be enjoyed. And um, I think the other way technology you know plays into this is the whole googling before a date, and that has gotten really complicated because I can Google someone and probably find out you know everything they Facebooked, all their tweets. Right. They went to school, you know, if they, uh, you know, if they have a criminal record. And then, you know, so then I wind up, you know, you know with this, all this knowledge. And, you know, it, in a way it's good, but in a way, again, it takes away from actually getting to know someone. And uh, that's, that's sort of the beauty of, of dating, you know, having that back and forth and allowing for disclosures, you know, sort of a step at a time. And, you know, and I always caution people, even if you've read it on Google, it might not be true. You know, you might have the name wrong. There might be misinformation there. So, you know, be careful about that. And it's also really a good idea to Google yourself from time to time if you're dating so that you'll know what others are learning about you. Because believe me, most people, when they come to a first date, they have Googled the other person. Well, it's really interesting because a lot of these services and, and you, you know, uh, I, I had some friends that encouraged me to get on Match.com a couple of months ago. And I thought, okay, um, this is really interesting. And one of my friends said to me, do not put your name. Take it, get you, come up with a username. Get your name off there. And so, okay. I mean, there's so much that goes on with online dating. And, 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 you know, then, then of course you put your picture up and so forth. Um, but here's the question that has come in that I love. Mm-hmm. Um, this question is from, Julie. The question is, hey, Julie, great, thank you. This is a really cool question. Hey, Dr. Pat, hey, Stephen, here's the question. I love the whole online dating thing. This is where I met my current partner. Uh, We have been dating for about six months, and all of a sudden, she wants to go to New York to get married. Mm -hmm. How soon is too, too soon? You know, is there a rule of, is there, oh, okay, this is it. Wow. Is there a rule of thumb? I mean, it feels right, but I'm a little scared. And what does that, what, what is that, what is going on in New York that I should know about? Wow, this is a lot of information. But you understand this is a great question, right? It, it is a great question. And, you know, I think one of the questions behind that question is, you know, a lot of people are getting married in New York every every single day now. And, you know, People have been waiting a long time for this, but you know, gay couples especially should make sure that marriage is the right thing for their relationship. And you know, there may be a number of reasons why it's not. Um, there may be financial reasons, tax reasons, and that's that's one whole set of set of issues. 
you know, and you may not have both people who actually believe in, in marriage. You know, just because we've all been proponents of the right to marry it does not mean that we all think that it should be, you know, a requirement. So um, there, I've, I've seen there are a lot of differences in couples around this issue. But, uh, you know, as to when is the right time, you know, this is an age-old uh, dilemma with every couple. And invariably, you know, one in a couple, whether straight or gay, you know, is dancing a little bit faster than the other one, and then it'll probably turn around and the other one will be dancing. So this is a really, I think the point here is about, you know, communication, you know, what your feelings are and where you think this relationship is going, and then learning, you know, about the realities of same-sex marriage in New York and what that means for you in terms of finances and, and other legalities. There's some wonderful um, uh, benefits and there's some, some uh, negative aspects of that. You know, there are, um, this is the next question that comes in, and we're going to skip a break because I've got too many of these questions. Thank you all for sending them in. Um, um, hey, Dr. Pat, question that I have for Stephen. Uh, we've all, we have all heard the joke uh, and it goes something, we've all heard the joke and it goes something like this. Uh, you meet, you greet, you, uh, have dinner and you go get the U-Haul. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> how do you get from the U-Haul to, uh, the, the, the altar? How do you get from the U-Haul to the altar? You know, do couples see a need to do that? And how do you even have that conversation? This is a great question because you know what they're asking? They're asking, does this work the same way? I mean, uh, do you get down on one knee? Do yeah, you get engaged? It is a great question. And couples do, gay couples do get engaged and they do exchange rings. And, um, and there's some real differences also. You know, many couples now who are, who are planning to get married, they've been together for a while. They've been waiting for New York to allow them to do this. And, so after after the Marriage Equality Act was passed at the end of June, you know, there are just a lot of conversations over the dinner table. Well, honey, now that we can get married, do you want to? And um, or we're washing the dishes after dinner. After dinner, and you know, uh, you know, we can get married in thirty days. How about that? Uh, sort of very just kind of like within the context of of daily life. And then for sure, you know, others have um, you know gone down on bended knee. You know, had wonderful, um, you know, dinners and, and, and pronouncements. So, you know, there are a lot of models for, for gay folks to choose in, in how they go about, um, deciding that they, they want to get married. And, um, I think that's kind of, um, sort of the beauty of this time. You know, we don't really have strong traditions for marriage in, in the gay community. I mean, if you think about some straight folks that I'm sure you know too, and I'm thinking about, you know, a friend of mine, she grew up in Kentucky. She knew what dress she was going to get married in. She knew what ring she was going to be wearing, and she knew what church she was going to, uh, you know, have her ceremony in. From the time she was a little girl, you know, it all has sort of had been set in the family. Well, you know, for gay people, we really don't have those expectations or traditions, so it's new, and we're inventing it right now as we go along, which is both exciting, but also what makes for some of the confusion and befuddlement, you know, specifically like questions like this, and you know, well, who pays for the ring, right? Well, if you decided while washing the dishes to go get married and you want to have a ring, most of those people will go out and they'll buy the rings together and they'll share the cost. But if I'm going to um, present a ring to my sweetie at dinner and ask you know him to marry me, you know in that case you know the ring is on me, and um, and then I'll present it. So different models for different folks. 
And you covered this really well. And, you know, I just want to tell everybody this, this topic, weddings and commitment ceremonies are covered extremely well in Stephen, uh, Stephen's book. Um, and, and, you know, this and beyond making your own ceremony, uh, who pays so forth and so on. Uh, and so it's brilliant the way that you've actually, you know, stepped out and, and covered it. I wanted to ask you in your journey and your research, what surprised you? I mean, I know you've spent an enormous amount of time gathering this information and putting it in the book in a really fun way. Mm-hmm. But what were some of the surprises? Well, one of the surprises, just while we're on the on the home marriage topic, um, was the apprehension of straight folks about going to a gay wedding, to their first gay wedding. And I think because it's you know it's a new experience. And a little bit unknown and unfamiliar, I was really surprised in the interviews that I did and the, and the people that I met um, about this, you know, about this sort of general anxiety. And then the specific questions, you know, as a parent, am I supposed to pay for this wedding? Um, you know, as the mother of two brides, you know, how do I even figure out what I should wear? And for dads, you know, am I going to be asked to dance with my son or my son-in-law, um, you know, at, at the reception? And so, um, you know, I, I've gone to great lengths in, in the book to, um, you know, do some hand-holding there, you know, and to basically explain, yes, there are a lot of um, uh, superficial differences, you know, vows and, and text, and they may be more political right now, but, you know, wedding is a wedding, and it's about love and commitment, and, you know, the most important thing for a parent to know is, um, you know, to support their child, their loved one, and, um, you know, if they can afford to contribute, that's great. There's no requirement. There's no requirement for a straight parent to do that anymore either. It's, it's really what you can do and how and how you can support them in in one of many ways. But that was a big area that that actually surprised me by um, how much confusion and um, and anxiety there was. So, do you think that uh, Glee has helped? Oh my uh, God! Edu- yes. Oh, <laughs> yes. 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 I mean, um, and I think I think in so many ways, I think young people watching that. You know, really get to see many of the issues that play out in their own high schools and in their own minds on the TV screen. And and for young gay people, they're validated by seeing themselves, and you know, they're seeing healthy versions of themselves. And you know, and you know, I think parents also find it, you know, really um, a powerful show to help them talk with with their young young ones about many of these topics. So, um, you know, plus, you know. How fabulous the show is it, and and then there's the music, right? Oh my gosh! I mean, it's just you know. incredible. Uh, I mean, it's and this is what I was saying earlier when we started the conversation, Stephen. We have come a long way in a short period of time, and you know, many folks um, uh, don't realize how the pop culture has really, uh, you know, lifted the veil in so many ways. Now, that doesn't mean to say that we still don't have a long way to go because suicide rates. Uh, are off the chart. Um, harassment, violence, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's still gay bashing is still happening, isn't it? You know, it still is. And, you know, you know, I'm here in North Carolina, and today um, I understand that um, a, pro- a constitutional amendment to prohibit gay marriage is being introduced in our legislature, you know, and this is after years and years of it not coming to the floor. So, um, you know, there's a lot of negative stuff still going on. And, you know, everyone who's listening to this needs to, um, you know, find ways to you know, just make for 
you know, more equality, more respect, and, and, and you know, valuing diversity. Our country is built on diversity. Uh, I have one last question here, and I hope we can get it in. It's okay. kind of, it's really long, but I'm going to cut to the chase. Um, uh, there is, you know, there is so much crossover these days. For example, uh, what happens when you find yourself as, you, you know, a gay uh, a, a person in a conversation with other people, mostly heterosexual, and they're ooing and eyeing over a same-sex individual? You know, do you consider that sexist? Do you consider that harassment? You know, do, what what is that? Is it you know, is it something that we should be educated about? I, I I would see that just based on what you said, Pat, as as you know, as a compliment and as a wonderful thing. Mm-hmm. You know, right. that um, you know, is it Adam Lambert or um, you know uh, any number of, of Neil Patrick Harris? I think you know, there's so many you know prominent people who are out now. It's taken right. them, you know, it's been really important for them to come out and challenging for them. And I think they're great role models. And if straight people are looking up to them, you know, uh, two snaps to them. Yeah, and I think really the guideline, and I just want to say this, you know, having worked in HR for a really long time, there's a point in time where you know you've crossed the line in any yeah. language. It doesn't matter who you, yeah, it doesn't matter whether you're gay or heterosexual or not. Right, absolutely. You know, there is that point in time. Um, you know, I want to thank you so much for joining me here today. Let's just take a minute and give out your website again, and then what I would love to, to know, I would love to know your personal message for our listeners today. And thank you all for tuning us in and shooting these questions to us. Well, thank, thank you again, Pat. And, yes, folks can find me on the web at gaymanners.com or on Facebook at Gay Manners and follow me on Twitter at Gay Manners. Um, and, um, you know, I just want to say that, been a really, it's been a great conversation. I really appreciate the questions that came in on instant feedback too. You know, and I just hope that as time goes on, we'll talk to each other more and we'll learn to respect, respect each other more. And I think that's the basis of a, of a civil society, which is what we all really want. Oh, it's amazing. I want to thank you for joining us. And, and I shout out to all of you out there as well. And I want to really encourage all of you to get a copy of this book. Um, this book is for all of us to educate, to inform, and to be able to, you know, support each other in the most loving and respectful way we can. Stephen, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. And, I'll, and I wanted to say to you, if you've missed any part of this, there are a couple ways you're going to be able to get familiar with it. You can uh, listen to the show replay tonight at uh, 8 o'clock, or you can uh, listen, download the, uh, the archive in iTunes, subscribe, and so forth. Thank you all for tuning us uh, in and turning us on. We will see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show. Thank you for listening to The Dr. Pat Show, radio to thrive by. To contact Dr. Pat, visit thedrpatshow.com. Tune in next Thursday for another dynamic hour of The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basili.